Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. The house had been uninhabited for well over 25 years. It was in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the closest access to any road was over a mile away. We spent our summers there, and it was a beautiful, beautiful place. There was one outbuilding, which was a barn sort of your classic New England barn. It was quite large and it was open in the loft, exposed up to the top with beams. My father chose the barn as his studio. And my father had his palette there and his table with all of his colors and his canvases and there really wasn't much else in there. Maybe some firewood. My brother and I were not allowed to play in his studio and we were not allowed to go into his studio without his presence. That was his workspace and it needed to be treated with respect. That was my father's rule. We had some friends visiting one summer. I was about nine. And we liked to play in the dark, flashlight tag, other things like that. So we were running around having a good time. One of my friends, when he heard us coming, he fled and went around and went inside of the barn, unbeknownst to us. I remember trying to find my friend. blood-curdling scream coming from the barn. This scream was that of someone being seriously injured. That was my friend. And he came running hysterical. It looked as if all the blood had been drained from his body. It was like he was having some sort of a seizure. Shaking, screaming, crying. He was literally white as a sheet. I remember trying to find some sort of an injury on him and trying to calm him down. My father and the other adults came out of the house. After we were able to calm him down, he said he went into the barn. And he started to hear giggling. And then he was violently grabbed. But there was nobody in the barn with him. The boy would not stay. And they had to leave. Those people never came back. 
it was at that point I realized that there was something wrong with that barn. Hi, this is uh, Cheyenne Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome, I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, April 27th, 2020, episode 228. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, it's great to be back, and not to mention, I'm not going to talk too much of our current situation. I'm sure everyone is watching the news and all the updates throughout the days. Uh, This whole quarantine thing is taking the whole world by storm, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. And there's a reason why you're here, is to get away from reality and away from that sort of thing. And to listen to some ghost stories or perhaps to listen or watch some videos on the RPA network. And we're doing fine over here. And one thing I do notice that I haven't noticed before is that um, we don't call each other. Actually, you know, use our cell phones to make a phone call. Not unless we're going to do a, you know, discuss something. Long conversations. I notice now that, especially between me and Brad and some of my other friends, we do text messaging. Yeah, I'm... And we've always done that sort of thing. It's just dawned on me now that I rarely make a phone call, <laughs> you know, an actual voice phone call. It's always instant messaging. And then uh, I just now noticed that. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, me and Brett, we go back and forth, and some of my friends would go back and forth, and it's just uh, messaging, messaging, messaging. Or sometimes on one of these social media platforms that I'm on, sometimes, uh, you know, a little bubble will, will pop up and they catch me on there. So yeah, uh, very rarely do I communicate anymore by making an actual voice phone call. (laughs) But yeah, Bert's doing okay, and she uh, emailed me uh, her packet. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do listener stories. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy the last couple episodes of interviews we've done. I really enjoy those interviews. And we are also looking at more interviews coming up here in the future. If uh, you have emailed us uh, wanting to be on the show, give us a little bit of time. It takes us a little bit of time to get back with you. We get anywhere from 120 to 165 emails per day. A lot of it's junk mail from other businesses uh, wanting to you know, sell us some of their services or product. So we have to weed through them because you guys are also sending in your own stories. So we don't want to miss any of those. And so it takes us some time. And also, we may be in communication with some of the other people that want to be on the show, and we're trying to set up times and dates with them. So it's it takes a little bit of time, but don't worry, we'll get back with you. And also, if you are interested on coming on the show, just send a a request to Aaron A A R O N at realparanormalactivity.com, and we'll get you on the show. And also for you new guys who have just discovered RPA or the RPA Network, here on the Monday show we read off mainly people's own paranormal experiences from around the world. And it's a safe community. We'll give you a nickname and no one's going to know who you are. Or you can tell us what name to use and we'll read off your own experience 
on a future episode for other people to listen to. And it's a safe environment, safe community. No one's going to make fun of you. And you might actually help someone else who is listening out there to try to figure out their own weird experiences, paranormal experiences that happen to them. So yeah, if you want to share your own experience, send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. So now, announcements. This Tuesday will be another episode of Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. And Wednesday, Terry's back with Terry's Mysterious Moments. And also, this Friday, we have the all-new video shows coming out. It's the first Friday of each month is when we release those video shows. So don't miss out on that. And so you got something to listen to this whole week. And hopefully, you enjoy it all, or maybe one or two shows. Who knows? And so with that, you know what's coming up, right? We're going to do listener stories, so come on, come on, say it with me. Oh, yeah, man. Two, the story didn't fall me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are going. It's been nice and warm now. Winter is currently gone. And you guys know what to do over there in the corner. Grab a beanbag, find an empty spot on the floor, and we have filled up the freezer with popsicles. So before you sit down, Go over there to the freezer in the opposite corner and grab yourself a popsicle. Lime, grape, cherry, and the fabled orange popsicle. Make sure you grab a few of those and have a seat. And as usual, yeah, I'm going to get behind my desk here. Oh, man, get comfy. And I printed off Britt's uh, packet. Thank you, Britt, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks like, um, yeah, we got some medium ones and a short one. Okay, good enough. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so good when it hits the lips. You guys just don't know, man. Oh, so good. All right. Yeah, I'm always, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat, guys. I get the jitters sometimes, uh, especially with doing the interviews. Uh, and the uh, you guys keep on sending in your stories. So, yeah, we got a pretty big backlog. So, you know, if you do send in your own experiences, just sit back. First come, first serve, it's only right, and we'll get to it. All right, the first one. What do we got? What do we got here? This one is by Amanda, and it's titled Plain Alone. Okay, Amanda, let's see what you got, man. In 2006, my now ex-husband and I bought a home in Vienna. My daughter, Mela, was three at the time. She was an only child and was very good at entertaining herself. Shortly after we moved in, she began playing with a child, a boy, that only she could see. She said that his name was Sadie Hands. Mela has always had a very creative imagination, so I assumed she was just lonely and created a playmate. She played with Sadie and conversed with him for months. I started noticing a change in her behavior about four months after. She really started acting out, mouthing off and misbehaving. She got into finger paints one morning and covered her hands and feet. I had footprints and handprints all over my floors and walls. When I caught her doing this, I of course punished her and asked if she understood why she was being punished. She said that it wasn't her fault that Sadie had made her do it. I told her she was no longer allowed to play with Sadie. And after that, it all went downhill from there. After that incident, our dog Magnum, a yellow lab bull terrier mix, would cower under the table and in corners over nothing. 
We would hear, late at night, heavy footsteps on the floors. I had to lay in Mela's bed with her at bedtime, because Sadie was mad at her and wanted to hurt her for not playing with him. One night, a little after 3 a.m., Mela woke up screaming. I jumped out of bed, turned on her light, and saw a look of pure horror on my little girl's face. She was crying so hard. It took me about five minutes to calm her down enough that she would talk to me. She told me that her leg hurt, that Sadie had bit her leg. Upon immediate inspection, I saw nothing. No, Mom, no, the back of my leg, she said. On the back of her thigh, right below her butt, were child-sized teeth marks. Just to clarify, our dog spent his nights in his crate, and as I said before, Mela is an only child. The following day, I went through my house and made it very clear that whatever was there was not welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. We had no more activity after that. And that was from Amanda. Amanda, holy cow, man. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, we get these stories once in a while, but... Um, just like this, every once in a while it turns out to be something uh, either mischievous or, you know, violent. Um, I'm glad everything worked out. And actually, according to this last uh, statement here, you just went through the house and just told it it wasn't welcome anymore and uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, and it ended after that. Yeah, usually it's a little bit more difficult, but I'm glad that's all it took. And... Uh, it took off. Yeah, you know, you heard me say this a bunch of times, you guys out there, all you old-timers. The kids are just creepy. You don't know if they're actually, you know, if they're seeing something that is there or it's due to their imagination. Yeah, it's just creepy stuff. <laughs> okay, Amanda. Hey, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. All right. What's next? Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I was just thinking, man, I'm since Britt isn't here, I'm saving a lot on fruit. In fact, uh, you know, I bought a lot of groceries so I don't have to leave often. And uh, unfortunately, you know, when you buy a lot of fruit, you know, they're perishable. So you have to eat the fruit uh, first. <laughs> I found that out. You know, the uh, oranges and apples, you know, uh, they start going bad. So you got to, yeah, if you buy too much, uh, you know, produce in general, uh, instead of a lot of uh, non-perishables like canned goods, right? Uh, they tend to go bad. So, yeah, you got to kind of even it out. But, yeah, since bread isn't here to to take care of some of, the, some of that fruit I bought, um, <laughs> I've been eating a lot of fruit, a lot more fruit than I usually do. Okay, what do we got here? What's next? Um, this is by CJT, and it's called Happenings. Okay, CJT, let's see what you got, man. Our home resides at the foothills of the Colorado Rocky Mountains. 
It was built in the 1950s, but the property was once farmland that stretched many acres into our neighborhood. There are interesting characteristics to this property from the past. An old stone grill, a pit where the outhouse stood, a water well, and supposedly under the large two-car garage, there was a liquor distillery from the Prohibition. And there were many objects buried out in our yard, like old glass bottles and other period metals. There have been many small happenings in this house since our family moved here 17 years ago. Strange sounds all throughout the house, like objects being dropped on the floor, and people having conversations that are inaudible, sink faucets being turned on and off, door handles jiggling. Uh, that's it for strange sounds. Now, here are our experiences. Many years ago, our landlord's daughter was showering in the smaller bathroom, and she heard her recently deceased grandmother's voice say her name. Once I was walking through our hallway that always has a creepy feeling, and I was hiding in a doorway of a vacant room where an aunt of ours died in and I heard a male voice say the name, David. I ran all the way downstairs, really frightened. And once, our dad, whose bedroom sits next to the kitchen, thought my twin sister and I were talking loudly in the kitchen, when in fact, it was late and we were asleep. My twin was once walking out of her bathroom, and she heard what she thought was me calling her name from a spare bedroom and she went to investigate and found nothing there and when she walked away she heard the bathroom faucet turn on she went to see if it really was on and then it shut off on its own that same spare bedroom has weird feelings and a strange presence when in there you feel like you're not alone and you see and hear movement like someone walking around and sitting on the bed looking at you. One night my sister and I were sleeping in the spare room because it was a hot summer night. It was about uh, 3.20 a.m. in the morning and we just went to bed. We heard the doorknob turn and the door slowly creak open. We expected it to be our mom, but the door just stood open. Both of us heard this and we both just stared at the doorway. I looked out into the hallway and there was nothing, just darkness. Just as I looked, the door began to creak shut and it closed. We heard nothing after that, no footsteps and no other noises. We asked her mom the next morning and she said that it wasn't her. Sometimes when you're in the bathroom with the door closed, you can hear movement outside the door, like walking around or throwing something onto the floor. Sometimes there are voices outside the bathroom, like they're having a conversation, but when I try to concentrate and listen, you don't hear anything. No one likes the hallway leading to the bathroom. They never get a good feeling. There are many small strange happenings in this house, but it makes for an interesting haunting. Thank you for reading. Love the podcast. And that's it. That's from a CJT. Hey, CJT, thank you very much for sharing that. Holy cow, that's an active house, man. 
I'd like to know how you felt when this stuff first started happening because you said you guys have been living there for 17 years now. So, you know, obviously I'm assuming you guys are pretty used to this sort of thing. I don't know if I'll be able to live in that type of environment. It seems to be pretty noisy. But then again, uh, you don't mention how often this stuff happens. So, yeah, you know, for all I know from reading this, it, you know, these things that you mentioned, maybe it's once a month or once every few months right so I, I suppose if it's something like that it wouldn't be too bad but yeah if it's like once a week yeah that's a little bit too much for me <laughs> I suppose the only creepy thing I guess the noises footsteps and the doors that sort of thing uh, you know the mumbled voices wouldn't be too bad but you know when you start hearing your name being called and it sounds like a loved one yeah that's just too creepy from all the other stories I read it usually it's something that's um, you know, it, it, it wants to play with you, and it's usually mischievous, but you don't mention anything else, though, so who knows? I don't know, but hey, thank you very much for sharing. Good story. Yeah, I'm not sure how it would handle if I ever heard my, my voice being, or my voice, my name being called, you know, and I'm the only one in the house or wherever I'm at. Yeah, I'd probably take off. <laughs> not good, not good. All right, what do we got next here? This one is by a believer, and it's titled Papa. Okay, a believer. Let's see what you got, man. I want to start this off with my own background. I am not a religious person. Most would consider me to be agnostic. But I more personally identify myself with the overall concept of deism. I'm really the only member of my family with this set of beliefs, which has alienated me in a way. Because of a traumatic childhood, I am overly protective of those whom I love. That all being said, I have a couple of, if nothing else, interesting occurrences revolving around the same past member of my wife's family and my home. This is my story. In 2008, my wife and I bought a brand new house in a development that had only been built about four years earlier. The home is a beautiful, if a little small, a double-floor, three-bedroom home that is the complete embodiment of what we wanted in a first home. We had talked about starting a family, and in January of 2010, we welcomed our son into this world. My wife always laminated that her grandfather affectionately called Papa, even to this day, was not alive to see him. Apparently, Papa had a way with children. They always seemed to calm down around him, regardless of how worked up they may have been. My son was an early bloomer during the first year of his life, and walking on his own by eight months of age, talking in full, coherent sentences by the time he was one year old. Now, understand... At this point in time, we hadn't told him anything about Papa, nor had anyone else in the family. In our living room, we have a sectional couch, and to the left of that is a recliner with a lamp in between. The lamp has three shelves, and on the third stands a small urn containing a small amount of Papa's ashes. One day, just shy of my son's first birthday, he approached the urn with a wide, happy smile, pointed to the urn and said, Papa, Papa, there's Papa. 
We still haven't told him much about Papa, but my son refers to him on occasion, even saying, I love Papa. This occurrence chilled me a little, mainly because my previous life experiences with the paranormal were more frightening than comforting. But knowing that such a beloved, loving member of my extended family may be watching over my house, wife and son, and sets the protective side of me at ease. I see it this way. While I don't always believe stories that I am told about the paranormal, I like having the feeling that someone is protecting the spiritual side of my home and its inhabitants while I protect the physical. That brings me to part two of this story. Right around my son's second birthday, my mother came to visit. She attempts to make a trip every January from Florida. My whole life, I remember my mother being very sensitive to things that most of us cannot perceive in this world. On this particular visit, she was having some issues with her respiratory system, I believe due to some new medication she was taking. One night during her stay, I woke to what sounded like her having a nightmare. I went into our guest bedroom and roused her and she went right back into a restful sleep after thanking me. The next morning she shared what happened. She was having a hard time breathing and in her dream she saw a figure of a tall man standing at the foot of her bed. She couldn't make out his face or any other features. From the story she told me, the figure started at the foot of her bed touching her foot in a very soothing manner, then would walk around the right side of the bed and touch her arm and chest. Not her breast, just the chest. In the same soothing manner. She said that she was frightened but knew that this entity was not there to harm her. After a couple of passes from the foot of the bed to the right, the figure vanished. That was about the time that I woke her. I asked her to show me where in the room the figure vanished. She took me into the room and stood in the far corner, just next to the head of the right side of the bed. The gears in my head started turning and I pieced it all together quite quickly. The spot she was standing on is directly above the lamp that Papa's ashes sit on. This is about the time that the touches and their placement have some significance. My mother has rheumatoid arthritis, the kind that has been known to claim lives, and affects every area of the body that has cartilage. This particular visit, she was having some problems with the joints in her feet, ankles, elbows, and because of the respiratory problems, her sternum as well. The next day after this experience, those aches and pains had been reduced to a dull ache and by bedtime they were gone as was the respiratory issue. Before I went to bed that night I touched the urn and thanked Papa for protecting my family. Thank you for reading. Love the podcast. And that was from a believer. Hey man, hey thank you very much for sharing that great feel-good story. You know, not all these uh, paranormal experiences are always bad or frightening. Sometimes, you know, we get these, actually we get these often, you know, nothing happens, but uh, 
the outcome is good or it's just there living living with you <laughs> wherever you may be a house or an apartment but yeah that's great stuff and I always like it when it's someone uh, like he's mentioned in the beginning of your story you're agnostic you know not really spiritual you know a believer of paranormal ghosts that sort of thing so yeah, it's kind of nice to get your take on things yeah a believer hey thank you very much for sharing loved it and that is the last story that's all that i printed off uh, that brit sent me by email and brit if you're listening thank you very much for taking the time to piece together uh some stories for us and guys hey you know odd times i hope everyone out there around the world is doing well stay inside hope uh the quarantine isn't uh, getting to you yet you know read a book watch a movie play some video games or just text back and forth like I've been doing most of the time. <laughs> or just come back here to the RPA network. Go to realparanormalactivity.com or get our free app. Just do a search in your app store for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast network, and the icon will be our iconic aqua blue eye. And that is free. Download that. And you can listen to and also watch the video shows from the app. Fully functional. And, of course, don't forget this Tuesday, brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show. And this Wednesday, brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And this Friday, the video shows come out. And so, guys, hopefully you like something this week. If you guys want to be a Prime member, I know money might be tight right now. You know, not everyone is working. Maybe some people are working remotely, but not everyone is uh, out there working. Unfortunately, some of you may have lost your jobs, and that's horrible. But... If you do want to support the show in these bad times, it's only $3.99 a month. Unlimited access to the previous RPA shows, the previous bonus episodes, interviews, listeners, stories. And we also have audiobooks of folklore from other cultures from around the world. Hours upon hours upon hours of content. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britta and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. Until next time, thank you and good night.